Welcome to Commercial Real Estate Investing. I'm Tim Diesel, and today we're going to talk about why you should offer full price. As always, you can check us out online, www.dieselcommercial.com. And if you have any questions about your properties, you want to reach out to us for any reason, let us know. We'll be glad to take care of you. Now, this podcast is mostly geared towards apartment investors. So if you're buying a three-bedroom, two-bath home, this strategy doesn't apply the same way. As always, I want to break this down enough so it makes sense in the least amount of time possible. So commercial real estate, you're usually buying an investment for cash flow. That's the purpose. So if you're buying vacant buildings or land, this also won't apply the same way. So the question is, what are you buying? It kind of depends, right? Don't just go willy-nilly, start using the strategy, figure out what you're buying first. Um, Now, if you're buying an apartment building, this is a no-brainer. You offer full price or as close to full price, and I'll expand on that in a minute. If you're buying a retail building, office building, maybe a warehouse, usually you can't get the entire lease until you're in a contract. So it's very difficult to make a full price offer because you don't have everything you need. Apartment, you can get the rent roll and a training trailing 12 without too much trouble. So that's why this strategy is more effective on apartments. That's the only, really the main reason you can't get all the information. So let's start with apartments first. If you see, if you see a property listed and the seller is asking for a million dollars, let's say, and you know after doing all your calculations, the property is only worth maybe $900. do not spend too much time negotiating up front, especially in today's market. Um, we're, we're in the beginning of 2019. Apartments, depending on what area of the country you're in, uh, I'm in Florida. So apartments over here, it's hot, but it's to the point where it's just not as realistic anymore. So... They're just way too hot right now, which is why I personally think they are in a bubble. And I recorded a YouTube video about it, and I'll have it up later this week, and I'll break it down even further. But a couple reasons for not negotiating up front is you haven't done your inspection yet. You don't know. You don't know what's really going on. How in the world can you negotiate for repairs and credits? Uh, I always encourage my clients to offer what they want and then we can renegotiate after the inspection but I always try to push them to get as close to full price as possible because this is not the market where you're going to be able to wheel and deal so much now uh, what I'm about to tell you is a little heartbreaking Uh, a lot of brokers are gonna give me a hard time for this of course um When you do this, a lot of brokers will call this retrading, which is absolute BS, and I've talked about that before. This term became popular all of a sudden, and I'm hearing it a lot more. Um, Now, here's another secret for you. I have never in my entire career made an offer on an apartment building where the seller didn't misrepresent something in some way. Guys, it's the way this business is. I'm sorry to break it to you if you're new. After the inspection, there is either uh, maintenance that's deferred, the financials aren't adding up, there's something. It's very rare you're going to have everything in line. 
So when I advise clients to offer full price based on the marketing representation the seller's broker has listed, that's fairly sound. After we get the inspection, we have a counteroffer. So the inspection has been done, we have a counteroffer. I don't care how upset the seller and his broker are. I tell them, hey, you stated we're going to get a seven and a half cap on this thing. We're buying at a six, and that's unacceptable to me, my client, and the bank. That's just not gonna happen. Don't let them push you around. I don't care what they think they have. And if you're gonna overpay, that's your thing. Before you start screaming out retrader, let's call this asset what it is. It's overpriced. They reduce the price or you move on. Don't overpay. I'm seeing way too much of this right now. I don't make shows that are doom and gloom. We discuss real investment strategy here. And there's no strategy in overpaying, guys. Let's not let's not get caught up in that storm. Um, my clients are losing properties to cash offers or buyers willing to overpay. This is not very hard to figure out. If it doesn't make enough money, why are you buying it? You should have your plan mapped out. Go download your free commercial blueprint I've created for you. Go to timdiesel.com and spend some time with the blueprint so you don't get caught up in any of these unfortunate events. Um, it's it can get very scary. So uh, now if you're doing a 1031 or something, probably doesn't apply to you as much. Now for switching it up a little bit, for non-residential commercial properties, it's a bit tougher. I found to use this technique, you have to be a little careful because there's less curveballs. Really the only curveball are the leases. Sometimes I've seen a five-year lease with a five-year option and no rent increase or a 15-year lease, 12 years remaining, and there's no bumps every year on the lease. So that's growth investors can't capitalize on for quite some time. Now, the beauty of retail tenants is they're responsible for all their own space. So other than the roof, the parking lot, maybe AC, uh, you can usually tell what you're walking into. Now, office buildings I've found... Um, typically don't run as long. The leases, the leases aren't as long. Um, and you'll, they're just not as long as retail for, for all kinds of reasons, right? Uh, the owners are more responsible. Um, they will, uh, you can negotiate after inspection, but most of the time there isn't a whole lot going on. Warehouse, storage units will also, um, let me add here, if it's only one tenant and it's an absolute net lease, uh, it's a different case altogether, right? Maybe it's a national tenant with a triple net lease. So negotiation strategy is going to be just completely different there either. Um, so just be careful what you're walking into. You can always ask me questions. I'm on most of everything at Tim J. Diesel. Uh, I hope you appreciate this. Thank you guys. And I appreciate you listening. Take care.